Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, everybody. It's another episode of the DNVR Rapids <laughs> podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Carroll, a.k.a. Mergel, a.k.a. Jack in the Box Taco Appreciator and Ball Knower. And I am joined, as per usual, by the fellas. Downtown Dwayne Brown in studio. How's it going, everybody? Anything good happening on Twitter? <laughs> I'm sure it's going great. So, <laughs> <laughs> anything new? Under like the character from The Simpsons. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Dr. Nick. Hi. Uh, joining us from deep, deep in a layer underneath the Rocky Mountains. It is Super Yaya. I'm out here grinding tape right now. That's what I'm doing, my guy. You're in the lab, dude. You're cooking. I'm in. I, I have clips from Chris Armis trying to see what I can do. Uh, I've considered shaving my head. So uh, <laughs> solidarity. See if that happens. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> but you know what, man? It is what it is. It is what it is, and that is is Chris Armis in as head coach of the Colorado Rapids, the tenth head coach in Rapids history. Takes over after Robin Frazier dismissed last season. Chris Little, the interim, does not get the job. Um, one of four finalists, three known finalists, uh, and I think probably I'm not going to say least uh, likely because I think a lot of people were wor- worried or concerned that this was going to be the move, but we're hopeful that it, it was going to be someone else. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you... I'm not going to, you know, read the transcript of our Slack chats from last <laughs> night, but what were your initial thoughts when you saw this news come down the line? Man, I'm so glad we didn't do a show last night. I, I am actually, like, ecstatic for that. Uh, I don't think I'd be here right now if we didn't <laughs> last night, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> Um, I think I'd be having a talking with uh, the bosses at the Rapids and our company. Um, look, honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of the move. I thought, in my opinion, I thought there were better candidates. I thought there were people that I thought could take the Rapids to a different place. This isn't to say that I don't think Armas is not going to do a good job. I'm hopeful that he can. Um, I want to trust this front office. I want to trust the move. The most difficult part for me is looking at the track record in that he's had multiple opportunities that he's had multiple, um, they had multiple things kind of going against him in all the situations he's been in, whether it's in the Premier League, whether it's in the MLS, whether it's at the UFMNT. Like, it just, it doesn't seem like they're looking at track record and they're going based off what he says he can do going forward, which I appreciate a little bit, but it's also, when show me who you are and I'll believe you. Sure. And Chris Armas has kind of showed that he hasn't let a win you know, he led one team to the comp to the playoffs one time when he was the sole manager. Um, but again, that doesn't mean that he can't do a good job. It doesn't mean that he might not come in and uh, do something good for the squad. Right. And I'm trusting it. I'm trusting it because that's what we have and that's what we should be doing because it's a club that I love and I don't want this club to fail. I want the club to do good. And the only way I can do that is by trusting and having hope. Right. Even I don't think it's the right move. And at the end of the day, Juan is right. I gave people false hope a little bit. I gave people hope that maybe this they were going to go with a different name, names that I really liked, that I would have picked over. But again, I'm not running the team. I'm not a person that's in those meetings or has an opinion that's being heard by the front office or people running the team. And I really thought that there was going to be a different way they were going in. And apparently they just went with what they thought would be the best move. Look, I mean, you you have the, the people you, you think are the fit for the squad you envision, right? You have coaches you think are the squad that the fans envision or that the, the front office envisions. But at the end of the day, they have to go through a process of interviewing, right? They have to show a plan. They have to 
like show that they are committed to this build, right? Not just say, hey, like, I'm a great coach. You should hire me. You have to prove that you know what to do with the Colorado Rapids, right? And the people making that decision have to believe you. Dwayne, you, you know, you were talking to some folks over there today. What did you gain from that uh, uh, interview process and kind of any little nuggets out of that? Uh, a few things that have made the interview a little bit, um, the process a little more um, understandable at this point. So some of the things that we know are that there were a lot of candidates that were interviewed, double-digit um, candidates uh, that were brought into interview. Um, we've heard that the interviews, most of them went very, very long, many hours long, not just a they should. quick In little, my opinion, they should. Yeah. Um, and that uh, it, it wasn't just the front office uh, in these talks with candidates. It was um, all the departments in, in the club. So uh, you're talking about comms. Um, community events, um, you know, sales. Sure. So uh, this this interview process really went into something that was uh, club-wide uh, versus being a very, very narrow group of, of folks involved. Um, so that's what we know about that. Um, we can get into some of the things about what the club liked about sure. Armas, um, however you want to. Well, I want to ask Yaya while he's here, because he's only joining us here for this first segment. I mean, what do you like about Chris Armas? Because I know you don't think he was the perfect fit. You didn't have him as your choice when we were talking about candidates uh, as recent as this week. Um, but, you know, what have you seen from him that you're interested in? Um, the one thing I do, that I'm trying to look at the silver lining here. And the things I'm looking at is he has Premier League experience. He has players that he had out there that might have liked him and really want to work with him again. So maybe he does have some pull to some like higher level players, more talented players that can come into the squad and make a difference. The other things I'm looking at is he's going to play the way that Farag wants. He comes from the full of thought of Red Bull football, of quick transition, defend, and go, 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 which is exactly what this team wanted to be last year, right? They wanted to defend and go, go, go once they had the ball. Uh, I'm hoping that... Uh, when he was the head coach, he uh, didn't do great. The track record speaks for itself. There's no kind of going around it in a nice way. There's no sugarcoating it. But the thing is that maybe his assistant experience and being out in the Premier League and being out there helped him learn some stuff that he can help improve, helped him learn a little bit of that next level he needs to actually be the coach the Rapids needs. And also, the other thing is, all I've heard, I've talked to a few people around the league. I've kind of tried to see, try to get a, a feel for the guy and what I know. And what I've heard is that he's a great guy. He's a, he's a player's coach. He tries to be very motivating. He's very positive. He always looks at the silver lining, which might be something the Rapids need, honestly. They might need somebody that just can come in here and be a leader. Uh, hopefully, he can connect with players, and hopefully, he can come and be the guy that be the leader that sometimes that locker room is missing when you don't have a Jack or a Diego Rubio leading the way. So maybe if your head coach is that leader, he might get results. And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that he can bring that energy, bring that hopefulness of like, we can get this done. And you saw it in the video. You saw it in the video we first saw. He's invested. He looks very invested in this project. He looks like he wants it to work out. Um, he wants the fans to support him. Um, and that's the biggest thing that I can just kind of get behind right now, that he has a positive attitude, that it's a job that he really wanted, and that he's interested in all the way in. Yeah, look, I mean, I think when you bring a, a new coach, a new leader, definitely a radical change in after a season like the season that the Pits just had, worst in club history, arguably, uh, you the fact that he already is saying I have to win these fans over. These supporters are in a spot where they don't feel like they're getting what they deserve as supporters of this club. Um, there's plenty of time for him to talk up roster. Plenty of time to talk up players. There's going to be a roster overhaul, and we'll get into some of the quotes and stuff. Uh, you know, once we're done chatting with Yaya here, but um, I think that's a great starting point. Like, I really do. I think that's like 
this isn't just about winning on the field anymore. This is about lifting this club up all the way down to the supporters. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. It's all about trying to lift things up, right? My biggest fear right now is that uh, he has such a he has such a well, he has a big uh, hill to climb. It's going to be huge because the supporters and the fans are really against this move. And the front office and, the, and him and the players are going to have to win the fans' trust over again. They're going to have to go out there and show that they want to be a part of the club, that they want to make this work. And the only way to do that is with results. It's not by talking. It's not by saying the right things. Portig is really good at that. He's great at saying the right things at the right time. But clearly that hasn't worked with the supporters group, the fans, or anybody. So it's going to be on Armis to turn the tide and really try to get fans back in the stadium, try to get fans excited for this team. Because without wins, this is going to be a franchise that's going to be lacking any interest. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's a steep hill, clearly. I mean, you can see the chat. You can see uh, Twitter. You can, you know, it's, it's, it is a war zone out there. The, the knives are out. The face paint is on. Um, people are not messing around with how they feel about this one. Um, I mean, look, I think, you know, you look at Toronto, went terribly. Horribly. Mm-hmm. Complete dumpster fire. Is it... Why would we... Can you come up with anything off the top of your head Im- immediately in the aftermath of this hire, Yaya, that says maybe it's more likely that it's that full year he had in New York. 48 points. Playoff team. Or will it be... Are you just assuming it's Toronto 2.0? I'm not assuming it's Toronto 2.0, just because he has more experience. And that's the one thing that I can only lean on, the experience. Um, the reason we judge him so hard, and everybody is judging this move so hard, has nothing to do with the man he is right now, but it, when, and the manager he is right now, it's about what he's shown us in the past and his track record, right? So the only thing as Rapids fans that we can really do right now is hope for the best hope that he learned, and that's the silver lining to all this, that he hasn't been a manager in a long time. It's been, what, three years now, I think? Two, three years since he's been a full-time manager. And hopefully that time away from the game as being the guy in charge and learning other other managers, even if they weren't great teams and leads in Man U, like hopefully that brings in another perspective to him, and he can be that guy that leads the Rapids to the treble, leads the Rapids to an MLS Cup. Leads the oh, Rapids treble. To Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, in. It's, it's the season of hope. We have nothing else to hang our hats on right now. We really True. know this is the worst season the Rapids have had in the last 20 years. You're looking at a team that's depleted without two-star players because they were hurt. You're lacking a lot of talent, and then you're bringing a hire that's pretty widely criticized by the league, by fans, and other teams. He is highly respected by many people in the league. I've heard this many times from many people, but that doesn't mean, I don't know how to say this. He's highly respected. People like him. But there's so many highly respected coaches in the league that just don't work out. Yeah, look, being and liked doesn't mean you're going to win. That's, exactly. not a, that's not a rating on FIFA, how liked you are. Exactly. It's not. And that's... And we just got to be, we got to have hope. That's the only thing Rapids fans can have right now is hope. And we really got to come in and try to support the club as much as we can. I understand if you don't want to support it because you don't like the hire, you don't like the direction the team has been going. I'm not going to try to push this agenda on you. But I will tell you, as a fan, as a, as a diehard of this team, you want the team to be good. Even if you're wrong at the end of the day, I'd rather be wrong about Chris Armis, Oregon, everything I've ever said about the Rapids. If it means the club is good and it's going to be good for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I think you nailed it there. Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest before you got to get out of here? Oh, my biggest thing is I'm just really worried about the, the state of the team and its relationship with the fans. Um, you've seen it since last year. There's been a big disconnect. Uh, there, was, there was walkouts uh, asking Kroenke to step up. They were, there was a lot of um, people asking for change, and this move feels like it went in the wrong direction. Um, I totally believe this is the right move, 
And I just hope there's a way that the fans can connect with the team again and really feel like it's their club. Because right now it feels like they, they lost that feeling of supporting it or feeling of it's theirs, which is what makes a football club special. So I just want that to kind of come back again. And um, I just want to say that your thoughts are amazing. Ciao. Yeah, they are amazing. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah. Good luck finding the Riddler and the Joker later when you get out of your secret lair. We'll, uh, we'll <laughs> he'll, he'll be back in studio next week. Peace out, man. I'll see you all guys right. next week. Um, all right, Dwayne, I want to get into sort of Armist the player, Armist the coach. Um, and I want to get into quotes, and I also want to get into the chat. I want you guys, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about what you guys think, what you guys are feeling. Um, really quick, though. Have to do it one week from today. The biggest sale that DNV, DNVR Locker does. Black Friday, we got stuff up to 90% off. Almost everything is 25% off or more. Um, you get hats and hoodies on sale, stickers, pine glasses. Literally everything is on sale. Um, and look, put me to work. I mean, that, that's my full-time gig. I'm over in the merch cave. I'm, I'm stuffing packages and sending stuff out. Um, hopefully you can take advantage, get styled out for Av season, Nug season. Um, just get your DNVR gear because you support us, you know. Um, scarves will be on sale, everything will be on sale. So, so make sure you check that out. Really appreciate it. That will last from Black Friday through Cyber Monday. Um, so go ahead and take advantage while you can get styled out, get Christmas presents. I know Super Producer Liss is going to buy a dozen items from me. Um, so will Dwayne. So, um, it's true. Try and beat them. I'm buying for me. I'm not even <laughs> buying presents. This is just stuff that I want. <laughs> um, okay. All right, guys. Armis. Where do you want to start? Because I think it's I think he has an interesting history. Yeah, Definitely I, I as mean, a player. I mean, he's one of the more successful players in the history of the well, MLS. Yeah, jump into the player and then we'll jump into the coaching timeline that everyone on Twitter has liked to talk about and then yeah. get into the, to the so, chats and get into if there's anything to to be hopeful about with this hire. Yeah, so he won an MLS Cup in 1998, Supporter Shield in 2023, or 2003. He won the Open Cup four times. He was a six-time All-Star. He's only one of five players in league history to have been named to the best 11 five times. He was comeback player of the year after an ACL injury in 2003, um, which, I mean, that that's a nice resume, you know, if you're just talking about MLS. No, I mean, it's not the same MLS as it was in 2003, obviously, but, sure. you know, that is a not unsimilar, dissimilar resume to what Robin Frazier had as a player, and people were pretty impressed with, right? Sure. Um, you then go into coaching. He was an assistant with Chicago Fire, which was a club he spent a lot of time at. He coached at a Delphi University women's team for a few years, um, then jumped to Red Bulls as an assistant, took over for Marsh um, on the Supporter Shield season after Marsh went to Leipzig. Conference final that season. Next season, sixth in the East, first round exit. Um, he was out in the MLS's back group stage in 2020 and let go. Hired in 2021 to lead Toronto. Goes 1-8-2. and two, Fired in July. Pops up at Manchester United of all places. D didn't have that one in that mind. Not on the bingo <laughs> it card. It is a big jump. <laughs> um, under Ralph Ragnick, who is a big-time development guy. Um, and then with Leeds... Uh, where he was an assistant under Marsh again. And then when Marsh was let go, uh, he took over as one of the interims, of which they promoted three, I think. Yeah, I think he co-coached <laughs> yeah. the the one match versus yeah, the, Man U. Yep, two, the United 2-2 two, two, took a 2-0 lead in Man. Manchester. Um, and then... And that was it. And that was it. And now he's here. Now he's here. Now he's here. Um, talking with, you know, just getting some quotes. That, uh, shout out to our guy, Brandon Plone from the Denver Post, Matt Pollard, uh, Burgundy Wave, both on the breaking news. Um, and, you know, he got some quotes. Brandon Plone sent them my way, which is nice to see. Um, but really, I think we've got to kind of put these in context here. From what we heard, 
this he is the leading candidate of everyone they interviewed, of every single person they interviewed. He came in with the plan that most fit the roster that they already have in place. The players that, he, that they know will be there. He came in and said, this is what I want to do with these guys. This is how I want to play with these guys. These are the positions I want to put them in to make them successful. Which, to me, I don't know how much credit I give him for that, but I do take a, a lot of credit away from everyone else that interviewed if they weren't like, you know, they were, a lot of came in selling their own coaching philosophy, right? Like, hey, here's what I do. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to build, not... This is the job in March when games go, right? Yeah, the difference is talking about coaching and then talking about coaching this specific club. And some of the things we've heard from the club are specifically that, that um, Armis was the one who came in with a plan uh, for this specific roster, um, for this specific, um, you know, Rapids Way or Pork Ball, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the style of play that the Rapids put on the pitch, um, dealing with elevation, all of those things. He showed up with a plan that um, spoke to these specific conditions, this specific club, whereas other candidates showed up with philosophies, philosophies about coaching, philosophies about soccer. Um, you know, so I think that that, made you know obviously because he was hired made an impact on um you know the club in that he did he put the research in um and he's looking at the club as it is now with the opportunity to you know obviously grow it um some of the other things that stood out to the club that i've heard um is that he specifically requested to meet with all of the departments at the club, so and he's the only one that did that. Yeah, sales club because it's a club, right? Like, right. And I know, like, I know people are like, I think I saw a comment earlier that said something like, "Why would a ticketing intern have any say?" It obviously wasn't a ticketing intern; it was the head of every department. Yeah, at the club because all those parts of the club are what make it work. It's not just that. Well, and thing is, like, and I get look, I get the anger, like. Dude, I I don't I don't think any of us or anybody nope. in the chat, nope. anybody on Twitter last night was like, "Yeah, we got our guy." <laughs> nope. Uh, I, none I think of us. we I think we were all pretty pretty upset and pretty let down. Um, you know, so it, it's it's trying to figure out you know why was the decision made, and, and this is the info we've been able to get like that we've been able to dig out um, things like that. I will say, uh, you know, obviously I, I've never been an MLS coach. I'm not qualified to say what is the best candidate or, or who's going to be a good coach and who's not um, because I've never done that before. Um, but I've worked in larger organizations, uh, mm -hmm. both from the media side, both from corporate side, and having someone who is cognizant of all areas of the club so that everybody is pushing in the same direction, um, has that, you know, vision is not someone who's going to hold themselves off in the coach's office and not connect with it is, is important. Is that going to bring wins? I don't know, man. Uh, but I'm, I think it's, I think it's a strong point. I know one of the things they were looking for and one of the things they spoke to about Arm, you know, about Armis is, that leadership perspective and that is one example of that is reaching well, out to the whole club i'm curious because i saw like our guy wanners uh threw up the the eye roll emojis on that people saying the club doesn't work blah blah but when it's you fine. when it's the fine. criticisms all all year have been that this club doesn't understand the fans this club doesn't you know whatever you know that this club is not serious or this club, whatever they have been saying, the fact that he wanted everyone to be on the same page with him, is that not a way, is that not a plus in the Armist category? Him like understanding the frustrations and trying to get everyone to, to row the boat in the same direction. 
I, of course it is. You know, it, the, the thing is like nothing the club says or nothing we've, we've been able to find out about why Armis was chosen is going to be good enough right now. Right. Like, I mean, you know, scroll through the chats. Uh, people are pissed. Um, look, it is valid to be pissed off about the situation right yeah, now. Yeah, of course. We just came off of one of the worst seasons in club history. Um, not only uh, results on the pitch, but also in, uh, you know, supporter engagement. You know, we had a walkout by C38. Um, we've had banners for the for the last part of the season that have been on Apple TV. And, oh, and yeah. have said, uh, you know, the, the fans, the players, you know, uh, we all deserve better. And uh, we agree. The things are I mean, not. We agree. Oh, yeah, totally. Of course. Uh, things are not in good shape. So it's. It's going to be nearly impossible for anything the Rapids say or anything that we've found out from the Rapids about why they chose Armis to change anybody's mind. And, and that's certainly not what I'm trying to do. It's not what Mitch is trying to do. It's not what DMVR Rapids is trying to do. Like, you know, everybody has their their opinion on this higher. Um and that's fine. All of your opinions are totally correct. 100%. <laughs> because I don't think anyone's all we wrong. have to do is look at what's happened. You know, we looked at that timeline. That was not, a, that's not a banner resume, you know, like nope. it's not a, uh, it's not what you uh, think. Wow. This, this guy lasted uh, six months in Toronto and got canned. He inherited its squad from Jesse Marsh in New York uh, and went well, but everyone say, well, but that, it did was, that was Jesse Marsh's. Yeah. That was his creation. And then when he had sole control of it, not so great. Um, you know, and then the assistant ships um, and not getting any more head coaching spots. Uh, you know, the list goes on. It's not a good look, right? Uh, so all of those things are valid. They're all reasons to be upset uh, with this choice. Um, 100%. 100%. I hope it doesn't come off. Look, no, it's not. And so it's like. So Juan is asking, you know, you're asking me to take the club at their word regarding the small tidbit that Armis requested to see the entire departments. They could say that about anyone, and it's and it's not easily verifiable. True, uh, that that's totally true. I'm not asking you to take their word. I'm just saying, dude, this is the info that we got. Yeah, from uh, people that I trust. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. That's like, that's that's, I believe it based on yeah. the people that told me that. I don't think that I would lie. Because that's a weird thing to just make yeah, up and lie about. It's I don't a weird, know. yeah. Um, but look, look. It is a really tough sell. Look, totally. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go straight into like the porig quotes or any of that. This is a really tough sell. It is so surprising to me that after this season, after the deserve better. Mm -hmm. Walkout after RSL just absolutely roasted you, your rival just flamed. Yeah, legendary TFO work. Honestly, some of the best TFO work I've ever seen at the expense of the down baddest the club has ever been. You say, Well, I'm hiring a guy who lasted 11 games in his last job. <laughs> On what we have said, and I don't know this, this isn't sourced, but we have said and think this is Porg's last, this is probably Porg's last hire. <laughs> if it doesn't go well, that's a guarantee. Right? It's like, so, this I is mean, your, it's a bold choice. It is a really, really bold choice to say this is the guy. That being said, if you interviewed 11 candidates, five finalists, and this guy impressed the most. I don't know. Go like. Good luck to you, right? Like, well, and there's other things. So much of this is assumption on our part because none of us was were in the room. You know, it's even the statement of eleven guys were interviewed and this was the best choice. Maybe there was another choice, but that person got an offer somewhere else for more money or a better sure. location. Sure. Uh, maybe they didn't want to move to the U.S., whatever it is. But, um, you know, 
try not to think of everything in a vacuum, you know, that where we know everything because we're on Twitter. Like we don't. Right. You know, so there there are other factors at play. And again, I'm not saying he's and like culture. I'm not is a part saying of a I'm hire, super man. excited about this hire. I'm not. Look, I'm I'm not like around the club. I don't work there. I'm not in the yeah. locker room. I'm not, you know, I'm not hanging out with the players after practice, but I'm at practice. I'm at the games. I see how I see how that culture shifted, right? From just awful. Going to practice was a bummer. Towards the end of that Frazier oh, run, sure. it was bad, right? And Little, bless his heart, man, and I'm a, I'm a Chris Little supporter, believer. Um, I thought what he did was amazing to end the season. You saw it pick up, right? And why I think that is, is because one, he's positive, he's direct, he's honest, he's fair. And, you know, how much tactics do you change midseason, especially with, what, eight games left? But he really did... He got people believing, he got people trying, and he got the best soccer out of some people possible because when you're in an environment like you were and it was horrible and you can change that, you get results, right? Like when people sure. want to go to work, want to show up, want to train, want to play together. And if that is the scouting report on what Armis brings to this team, that's at least a step in the direction away from the terribleness that was the 2023 season because it was awful, 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 awful. And now, you know, you know, you have some pieces, you know, Cole Bassett, Connor Roan and Max Sue, um, Bombito. Um, and he was and he mentioned those players specifically or Porg mentioned their conversations about those players specifically. But you also have, I don't know, two and a half million dollars, three million dollars to spend. Based off of players that aren't coming back. You have a lot of room to play around sure. and bring in guys that fit what you're trying to do. Does that mean they're going to be successful? No. Does that mean those hires are those uh, transfers and, and players in are going to be perfect? No. But we don't know what the picture looks like yet because it's an incomplete roster and it's a brand new coach. Yep. Right. Who, who really didn't really get to ever mold a team into what he was trying to do, right? He took over from Marsh. 2020, you maybe get to see it, but then it's 2020, right? Like nothing was normal about 2020 and he's fired. <laughs> you show up in Toronto and you're gone before the second window opens, right? Or yeah. during the second window, yeah. July, right? Mm -hmm. And now you're here. So, you know, it, I bet you the leash isn't long. I would say it's not. Um, you know, I don't know. It's uh look, it's a I was on the Ka train, I was on the little train, I was on the Juarez train. I certainly was not on the Armist train. None of us were. Literally, not one of us. Yes, yeah, no nobody was. Um I was on mystery fourth person train. <laughs> mystery like, fourth person. I really that was who I was ran hard away for. with the poll of who will be the next coach. And it wasn't and we even close. Wrong. Half over half the votes were on the guy no one knew about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were all real wrong about that. So um, let's get into um I did so here's the part where I'm gonna take a real beating uh in the comments. And that's fine. Uh with everything I try to look at as many sides as I can. Uh, I feel very clear on all of the reasons why I don't think this is a great hire and why, I, why I'm not super enthused about it. I got most of that out via text oh, with Jesus, Mitch and, you? Uh, you and Yaya so last mad. night. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, obviously Twitter has gotten most of that out. We're getting that a lot out in the chats and uh, you know, even for you guys who are super pissed off in the chat, you're angry at us for not giving you every nugget of information that we don't have. Dude, that's fine, man. Like, I'm not, we're not taking it personal. Like, by all means, get it out. Let it out, vent. please. Like, I, again, I, I think. Tell us how you really everybody feel. Everybody is. <laughs> I, the thing is, like, we don't know. So it's like, in my opinion, like, everybody's opinion, good or bad, is 100% valid right now. Uh, because we, none of us have the data to back up what the future is going to look like. We do have the data about what previous coaching Correct. has looked like. Correct. So all of that stuff this is, point, is, is very valid. This like, point from Wanner's here, and this last point he just had, you could have you could have had a very lenient leash with PMK 
don't know why we couldn't have just gotten PMK. I agree with the second statement, 100%. The, you could have had a very lenient leash with PMK. Do you think Porig... And again, this is just me positing, right? When you're choosing this, you are saying we're kind of foregoing that long... Right, this is not a long-term hire. This is a turn-it-around hire, right? I imagine Porig unless doesn't it, think he yeah, has a very. Works, I, I imagine yeah. Porig thinks he has a pretty short leash. Yeah, I I have no idea. How I mean, to I'm just that. you know I'm positing here. I'm positing here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, here here's what's funny. We talked about this a little bit last night. Um, we were talking about the what if scenario. Someone even this wasn't related to what we were talking about. Somebody I can't remember who it was even uh, put on Twitter a what if a DMVR what if show where we look at the future <laughs> if if Jack was back and yeah, Diego's we just, back. We just run Football Manager instead. So, <laughs> so um, I'm I, I was looking at we were talking last oh, night Kevin, about Jesus Christ. Can you pull up Kevin's comment? Armis will be coaching with Anthony Hudson in Qatar by the fourth of July. Newsflash, I don't think Anthony Hudson will be coaching yeah, in Qatar by the fourth of July. <laughs> it's not going well for our guy Hudson. No shock there. Uh but I was thinking what would the reaction on Twitter be if other people had been hired? And I think the PMK hire would have been a uh, oh that a is positive a yeah, positive yeah, yeah. like lukewarm people would be like all right let's go let's give the dude a chance um, I think if it was little it would have been spit uh, split right down the middle I think it would have been 50 50 people like I can't believe we got an internal hire and, and the other half would be like yes little is really nice and he, he did a good job with the young guys at the end of the season. Um, who knows what mystery fourth guy would have been. And then uh, if Armis had gotten hired, it would have been 100% negative. <laughs> and it was. And so it's interesting just how, uh, how the reactions would have been when we don't know how the season's going to go I, with any of these dudes. But can I pour one out for my guy, Chris Little? Of Not course. that he's gone. No, and the good news is he's look, actually look, still around. Chris Little is still going to be involved. Uh, he's still involved with the first team. Um, like Chris Little is not leaving. Like we no. still have Chris Little, and that's great news. Um, you know that was in the athletic article, um, and, and we've heard it as well that uh, our guy Chris Little is still with the club and still going to be bringing uh, all of the pun intended, all of the little things that look, we man, need. Look, I, I've done it before on this pod, and I'm, I'm going to do it again. I love Chris Little, man. That guy yeah, is a true one of one, and I'm so happy that he gets to stay. For sure. You know, I think, I think you know, people are looking for either a young, hot name, right, or an established winner, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think he fit either one of those, right? He coached Tacoma Defiance. He's he's been around development level coaching, um, but from interacting with him as much as we did in the short time he was in charge, um, I I see that guy having a, a very successful future in coaching, whatever level he decides to go to, whether he's cool being an assistant, whether he wants to take a lead job somewhere, um, he's a one of one, and and one For of sure. ones go farther in this world than than I think people give it credit for. Yeah. Being an original guy, bringing a positive person. Um, it could be a good matchup, you know, uh, I, with, between those two. Uh, I, and again, I have no nothing to base this on. Literally nothing to base uh, it on. I just other than they are both of these guys are well liked by players. Um, well, not all. I players. can say <laughs> I can. Well, I'm not talking about the the Manu article about sure. whatever. But part of the interview process, I know was calling previous teams, including Man U, mm -hmm. um, and talking to previous players sure. under Armas, and it was resoundingly positive. Um, and I don't think that they went out and only talked to the dudes who would have positive. I think they wanted to get the real information, and much like Chris Little, Chris Armas is very well liked right. by players. Uh, and we've said that before, but it's been verified. Here, like, let me get... Actually, 
Go Shout ahead. out Matt Pollard, who's in the in the chat right now, chopping it up. Um, he sent me some quotes from Pork from their conversation yesterday. Uh, they have nothing but good things to say to them. We sought the input of a number of top players in this league and abroad, and they were wholesome in their praise of him. He comes with an energy every day that isn't infectious. It's something that we needed. Um, let's see. So, and you know what? Could that just be? Could that just be? Hey, they're putting out the Twitter fire right There's there. There's a fire. Uh, <laughs> they're going. They're going. <laughs> Good um, luck. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> uh, look, could could that just be lip service? Could that just be a random quote? Could they have just chosen the players that Armis said sure. would would say good things about him? Sure, we can say that about literally anything on the planet. Correct. Um, in terms of what he sees on this roster here, this is from our guy Brendan Plone, who sent it to me. Um, and again, this is Smith, not Armis. Chris is actually quite positive about the roster, but we're both in agreement that there needs to be a significant overhaul as well. Right? So I think that means, I take that first sentence as, like some pieces, but we got to build something better with those pieces. Yes. And I, I was told this morning, because the, the statement was, I know this question is going to come up. <laughs> so here is the answer. Uh, Chris Armis will be involved in transfer conversations. So all of these things in the off season, it won't happen in, in the pork bubble. Um, the head coach, the new head coach will be involved and have significant say into how that roster is built up Good. and also how that roster is built as far as who is getting time on the pitch. Sure. One um, thing, and we'll get into this more, uh, in it is, one thing to look at is that Armis, like Chris Little, is very, very, very big on youth. Players like Bombi, players like Cole Bassett, players like Darren Yappy are really going to get much more Remy of a chance. Remy Cabral, <laughs> uh, Kevin Cabral, if the development happens, are going to get much more of a chance under a Chris Armis. Well, here, let me finish, than, let me finish the quote because Fraser. it's talking about that. There are some key pieces that Chris believes we believe fits very nicely into the game model that he wants to implement. The likes of Moise Bombito, Connor Ronan, Cole Bassett, Rafael Navarro. These guys really fit well with what he wants to do in terms of the energy they bring in the ground they cover. And specifically, when I look at those two, Navarro and Bombi, and Bombi, those guys, when you use the word cover ground, that almost doesn't do justice to what they do out there. Sure. And the work rate covering. Um, so that is a little bit of insight into how he wants to do it. It's really positive. And there are also top players like Maxu. He's really intrigued by Cabral, which is so funny, man, because we talked to Scoops towards the end of the season, right, when we were trying to figure out the coaching stuff. And he said he's interested in Cabral. It's amazing how long, like, how many people are still interested in Cabral. Um, there's going to be a key part of this, putting players in a position where they can excel and going out there and doing things we know they are good at. There are certainly some key pieces that we feel really positive about. Um, uh, to answer buffs there, serious question, what did Yappy show as a MLS player last season that shows he deserves it? Uh, nothing. We gave him an F last year. Uh, on, like, I mean, that was in our show on Wednesday when we graded forwards. He, he got an F from us. He didn't show it. Um, that doesn't mean that as a prospect that he can't grow from an 18-year-old to a 19-year-old, you know, like <laughs> to a 20-year-old, yeah, to a 21-year-old. He can absolutely get better. He has the physical profile. Um, he's going to have opportunities. He has, you know, almost 900 MLS minutes. He's going to probably get double that or more this year would be my guess. Um well, I mean, use common sense, yeah. you know, like he's not going to be the starting striker because they're trying to decide if they're going to spend four and a half million dollars on Navajo. Correct. So uh, Yappy is not going to be coming out as a starting striker. Uh, so, uh, I mean, again, common sense is, is look at where we are, the, the players we have, what we know about them, and now look at a coaching staff that now has... Armas and Little, who are both big development uh, of youth guys, and and maybe you see Yappy start to come along. Maybe Navajo is the guy who uh, Yappy needed, and we didn't know it yet. You know, I I don't know uh, what that's going to be, but 
he's definitely not going to be the starting striker while Navajo's there. No. So no, he, no, no. he's not earned it yet. It's just we didn't have anybody else there was this year. no one else to They play literally yet. had to roll him out to see what we had. <laughs> Diego and it's like, hurt off and on all yeah. year. And it's like, oh, um, well, we got this 18-year-old kid. We think he's going to be good. And we threw him into the fire, you know, with, with wingers who didn't support him. And, uh, you know, so it's... I think he will get a chance. I think yes. the, when you have coaches that are Absolutely. big on youth, the youth movement, that's that's only a good thing for a player like Darren Yappy to develop. Yeah, and by all means, our F for Yappy was not a forever. Yeah, we don't the think F he did sucks. not stand yeah. forever. Yeah. The F was the fact that he played 900 minutes and didn't score. Right. Like that's that's what it was You're for. A striker. You, you have to goals. you have to grade the season. That was the grade. Yeah. I am still very intrigued by Darren Yappy as a prospect. Absolutely. Um, all right, here's one in terms of talking process. Um, and this is Porik speaking about Armis. One of the first things he said to me that I truly believe in and was incredibly frustrated with over the last 18 months. Notice he said 18 months. Not, not just 2023. <laughs> this is through 2022. He's a big believer in not beating yourself, and that's critically important. If you look at the goals we've conceded over the last 18 months, too often it stems from mistakes we're making from our own half. We're trying to overplay and do things that aren't really a good risk-reward scenario. We've been punished for that, and we don't want to do that. We want somebody who has a solid, sound understanding of the foundational tactical approach. That high-energy dominance in transition, and I think it will be very positive for us. The majority of goals come off of short passes that you create yourself, and I think Chris's ability to implement a pressing structure at altitude is incredibly compelling. He approached us and said one of the reasons he approached us was he always thought about how his game model would work specifically at altitude and it being a good combination. Don't you mean at elevation? I'm just reading the quote. <laughs> I'm reading yeah, the quote. I was waiting to push that button for you. I'm reading the quote. He means elevation. <laughs> You're coming into our town, buddy. You better get it right. Get ready to speak elevation. Get buddy. ready to speak elevation, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, see Kevin Trio Armis is a Puerto Rican from the Bronx if anything I hope to hear a lot more Daddy Yankee played a ticks this year <laughs> hell yeah dude <laughs> um, crash the Karsh I'm hoping with Armis and Little they can really work with the team in development in the offseason look what Diddle, Little did Diddle look what Little did the last few games uh, yeah, I mean, look, Cole Bassett played his best, best under Little, right? Yeah, little, is still, little will still be a voice there. Little will still be working with him on the pitch and in games. And, you know, I think especially with a lot of those pieces we just said that Porg mentioned specifically that they talked about are young, right? Cabral on the older end of young players, Maxu. Not a young player, fully established vet. But even Ronan, he's what, 24, 25? 25, I think. Okay, still, yeah, he doesn't count either. But you have Bombi, Cabral, I would still even, you know, Galvan. Like there are pieces, there are young Galvan's pieces. Young. Yeah. Uh, Harris, right? He also played his best ball at the end of last season. Yep. And we, we love him. Not the best grade. No one got a good grade last year, but we no, like that. No guy. one on offense got a good um, grade. Defensively, pieces, you know, you have. You know, we said the back line's kind of already set. You roll out Bombi, Maxu, Gutman, and Keegs, right? Let him figure out midfield and forwards. Back line, done. Don't even think about it. What are you going to do with this midfield? <laughs> what are you going to do with this attack? How are you going to make wingers provide assists, score goals, strikers, score goals, become consistent targets available to the rest of the squad on the field, which is the one thing I liked about Rafa's game last year when we talked about grades on Wednesday. How can how can you get the rest of the guys in attack to to have that mentality of moving around the pitch, making yourself an option and not expecting it to just get to you? Yeah. A la a Kevin Cabral. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Well hey. Um <laughs> it's, accu it's accurate. Yeah, it's accurate. Look, I'm not judging. Uh Salty Salamander is Yarb coming back. Thoughts on goalies. Um he's under contract, but I I don't know. I, it was the Illich signing was was 
quite a bit of money to combined to keep Yarby and him. Combined, they make about as much as a very, 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 very top end keeper combined. Yeah. I mean, my preference. You, everybody knows I'm a Yarby guy, so yeah. I would love Yarby to to be back with the squad. Um, my my logic and common sense says I probably I don't expect to see him back with the with the club. I hope I'm wrong, um, but I think that they will probably roll with Illich, um, and and maybe Abe as a backup or. or somebody else and it's it's really kind of um keeping the seat warm for Beaudry to eventually move up to the first team um he he's the future it's just a matter of how much time does it get him to uh how much time does it take for a very very young young man to uh, get up to MLS level um he's still extremely young um so I, I think it's just going to be a holding spot until we're ready for Beaudry time. Yeah, uh, look, and, and if that Beaudry is as good as he is, we're not going to have him very long. He literally long. probably won't even <laughs> step foot at Dick Sporting before he's sold. Sadly, the full Slanina mm-hmm. move. Um, all right, for looking at dates, and I saw Mark Weatherly say, "When does the primary MLS transfer window open?" Um, Major League Soccer announced free agency opens on Wednesday, December thirteenth. That is less than a month away. Less than a week later, on Tuesday, December 19th, the MLS Super Draft 2024. Four first-round picks for the Rapids. A massive, massively expanded field. Right? There's, in basketball, they talked about the whenever the year that they drop the entrance age by a year, right? It's basically a double draft. Right. This it's not apples for apples, obviously, because it's a completely different sport, completely different structure. You're not getting the best of the best prospects available to you. But when you have four first round picks and, you know, you're riding the high of pick and Bombi, maybe there's something to look out for there on December 19th in that draft that with such a large field and that many picks, are there people who are are there prospects or picks that they have had their eyes on that can come in and be a fit like Bombi was. Well, the key for that draft is that because it's been expanded and you can draft younger players now um, that are still in college uh, that are not coming straight out and into MLS, If let, let's say the Rapids have two guys that they really want and they get both of those guys early in the first round, they still have two first-rounders you know, that they can use then it becomes a situation where um, if you don't feel that there's anybody that can start right now, like you're not high on anybody, you can take those two picks and draft, you know, the rights to two younger players who are not ready to come out yet. Sure. Um, so it, it's different. Like it's not been done like this before. So to enter a way that's never been done before, knowing that you can go out and get younger prospects who are going to be ready to go in a year or two or three um, to have four picks in that situation in the inaugural year of this happening um, is pretty cool for us. So uh, again, that's look. We're not saying we're not saying based. like, oh right, we have four picks next year's saved. No, God, no. <laughs> come no, on, it's MLS come on. Super Draft, y'all. Come on. <laughs> but look, you just pulled Bombi out of it last year. If you don't think he's a piece, you're not watching. Uh, and if you have four four bites at the apple in an expanded draft. That's pretty uh, good. I don't know. That's something worth people are paying so, attention to. People are so pissed off. I know. It's like <laughs> it's, it's very just, funny. They're just so it's mad. Sad. Rightfully so. I'm not saying you shouldn't be mad. <laughs> you should be mad. This is not the direction anyone. I want to put it out there that DMVR Rapids does not think that the that the Rapids are replacing their roster. That they're replacing Jack Price and Diego Romeo with the MLS. Super I draft. do not think that. It's, Correct. <laughs> that, is, that is not our plan moving forward. Um, trade window <laughs> opens on the 11th, so two days before uh, the um, before free agency. And then end of year waivers is the day after free agency opens on the 13th. Um, look, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, man. It's um, We're going to know a lot more in a month, right? Yeah. So it is... November 17th. 
December 17th is two days after free agency opens. I'm sure we'll have some clarity on some of the guys on the roster that necessarily maybe don't fit. You know, I think those names that were listed, you can probably just pen them in right now as involved next season. But you have to fill the Rubio role. You have to fill. Um, There's big roles to fill. The Jack role. You got to fill the Jonathan Lewis role. You got to. And not that you have to. Not that you want like for like. You want to improve those spots. Right. Especially speaking of Lewis, right? It's tough to improve from Rubio and Jack in terms of the qualities they bring. But, you know, we're going to learn a lot about this team. It's a very incomplete roster. Um, and this is all we really know right now is that is that Armis is in. And over the next month, we're going to learn a lot about direction for next season. Yeah. And before we get out today, so we want to leave you with some things to think on. <laughs> oh, I forgot about <laughs> you're our not going to like. Um, so, <laughs> again, we're trying to look at both sides of it. So Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Buff. <laughs> yeah, boy, above four BCS is not going to be happy with this or Mark. Um, we wanted to pull up some things, some reasons to be hopeful. Um, again, you don't have to believe any of this stuff. And I don't this know. Is if, all, I don't this know. This is if all we, conjecture. I don't on my know part. if we believe any of this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, well, there's, some, there's some things I believe on this list, <laughs> and some things I'm hopeful about this list. But I'll put the list together. I'm going to share it. So, look, he he knows the fans are unhappy about the club. He mentioned it in the video. Um, I want to assure you that he, and, and this is talking to a source within the club, <laughs> he knows how you feel about him being hired already. 100%. Uh, he 100% knows the reaction <laughs> to him being hired. He, he is under so, a rock if he hasn't seen the reaction to If you wanted to him to one. know how pissed you are that we hired him, he knows. So good job. Um, again, like we talked about uh, when he interviewed, his plan was rapid-centric. It's not just personal philosophy. Uh, in that video that we started with, the biggest thing that stood out to me is that he said, it's not about me. You know, it's about the fans. It's about the players. Um, you know, that I, I like that attitude. I don't know if it's BS uh, or if it's actually going to be anything, but it's the right thing to say. And uh, I don't hear a lot of people be that outgoing about saying it's not about me. Um He's really, really big on youth, so we talked about that already. Um, it could be real good for our young players. Um, he speaks a lot about togetherness. Um, everyone, to use a Rapids you know, rowing pun, everyone rowing in the same direction is very important to him. So it's not just him, Chris Little, the players, um, but it's also the sales team, and it's working with uh, C38, and it's the events team, and it's about the club itself all of the club, not just what's happening on the pitch, though I know as fans what's most important to us is record, and record shows who you are, and I am 100% all in on that. If his record sucks by the end of the season, I'm going to be calling for him to, to get cut 100%. Um, again, similar to Little, uh, I do think he really will connect with us as fans, with the media, with the players. Um, I think this is the kind of guy who's going to be – very upfront about reaching out to C38 and to some of the fans about fi fixing some of that situation. He's not an idiot, okay? Like, he has a brain in his beautiful bald head, okay? We stand a and bald he, king, for and real. And when his brain is working, it doesn't take much to see that the relationship between the supporters and the club is very, very broken and, and very toxic in some ways. Look, I want that, that point Buffs just made. Sorry to yeah, interrupt. Yeah, pull it up, pull it up. But look, if it was about us, no, the, his last one right there. If it was about us, they wouldn't have hired him, right? Fair. I think that is, I think that is really, truly the most confusing part about this hire. I think you can talk into tactics. I think you can talk into culture. I think you can talk into development. But the fact that they probably chose and went with the least popular choice outside yeah, of bringing not a good Anthony look. Hudson back. Oh, God. <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. Well, and I don't, not, I, I don't want to try and spin it. But I here's don't a, like well, it. Here's insane. the thing, though. Here's the thing. Chris Armas did not hire himself. Fact. So I'm talking about reasons to be hopeful for Chris Armas. 
I'm not talking about the club and how much you hate the front office and sure. how much you hate Porig or Wayne or the comms department or sales. Or if you're an angry season ticket member or you don't like the hot dog quality, whatever it is. We I'm not should talking get better about dogs, any though. of that stuff. Uh, if you want better dogs, go to the C38 tailgate and Shout get a dev, dev dog. That's where it's at. Um, I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just talking about reasons to be hopeful with Armas because the fact of the matter is Armas is now the head coach of the Colorado Rapids, and that that is what it is. So you can go into the offseason waiting for 2024 to be miserable and live in a cesspool of uh, just misery and hatefulness towards the club, and you're totally valid. In doing that, and yes. I, I don't judge anybody for that because no. it's been earned. Like that, that sadness and misery has been earned, you know. Or you can look at it and go, "All right, look, this guy's resume kind of sucks. Uh, it doesn't kind of no, suck. Does it suck. does suck. Uh, this guy's resume super sucks. Um, are there anything that we can be hopeful about look, I, to maybe this turns around? And I'm these gonna, are just some of those things. I mean, let me finish this list here. This is, this is the last point, and I think it's the biggest, one of the biggest points, is we talk about this being Porig's last hire. It's a bold move if it doesn't work, because if it doesn't work, Porig's pretty much done. It could also be Chris Armas's last chance Absolutely. at being a head coach. Again, his resume is not good, so if this blows up and it goes the way of Toronto, his career is done. So this is a guy who is going to be motivated. Look, for me, because we only have a couple minutes here to allow Super Producer Alyssa to get another show going here. <laughs> but No more shows. Just Rapids. <laughs> just <laughs> eternal Rapids emergency pod. <laughs> um, I think there is value in desperation. Sure. I think there is value in mm. knowing that fans are demanding more. I think there is value in knowing that you don't have a lot of chances left, if any. And I think there's value in knowing that you chose a guy who aligns with what you expect on the field and the players that you want to bring in. And I do think there is value there. Sure. I do think there is value in taking an L, which he took a massive L. Toronto is probably the biggest L almost any MLS coach has ever taken. Was he, his eleven games in Toronto? He knows what his truly one is. of the worst sure. performances. I don't think that every person, any person in any job or role, should be defined by their absolute worst moment. And I believe there's value in learning from that and going to large clubs like spending time out of Manchester United, whether or not it was the glorious Alex Ferguson, Manchester United, or the Manchester United that he showed up to, <laughs> which was in chaos. And I believe there's value in a club like Leeds that is struggling to stay up in the Premier League because there is nothing harder in this world besides maybe trying to get up from the, the National League to the Football League, right? Like that is truly... So he has learned and, and been in environments that create better coaches or create worse coaches, right? Like... I'm not saying that for sure that means it's going to be great. But yeah. I do think there is value in making mistakes and then going to places that can make you better from those mistakes. Yep. We're going to put out the question on Twitter in just a bit um, of what would it take for you to feel like the Armist hire was a success? Is it a playoff berth? Look, or if it's not a playoff of the berth, league make the playoffs. It has to be yeah. a playoff berth. Okay, but it, even if, if we don't make the playoff berth, so that maybe you put in, if, it, if we don't make the playoff berth, but we win Open Cup and we win uh, Rocky Mountain Cup, that's good enough. I don't know. It's up to you. Like, whatever your thing is, we're going to put the question out there. Um, you know, please please jump in and respond at DMVR underscore Rapids. Because... Um, you know, look, we're we are all in this together, my friends. Uh, yeah, this is our coach, and, and this is what we have. Yep. Um, right. So I'm just curious. You know, what what does that success look like for you? All right, guys, we gotta get out of here. The DNVR schedule moves on. We will see you next week on Wednesday for our usual scheduled studio show. Hopefully, pre, pre Turkey Day. Our pre Turkey Day. Turkey Eve. Day. Um. Yeah. Dwayne, plug us out of here. Hit that like button on the way out. 
Um, if you are uh, listening to this versus watching it and you're on Apple or um, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, shoot us a, a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, let us know again on Twitter at DMVR uh, underscore Rapids. How you're feeling. Uh, if your feelings change over the next few days uh, after you get some sleep or think about it uh, for the better or if they get even worse. Um, we we want to know how you're feeling about this situation because it's a big one. Uh, but shout out to us on Twitter. Um, help us out with the review. Hit that like button on the way out. It's been an awesome uh, reading through the chats today and, Seriously, and getting thank everybody's you guys input. for showing up. Yeah, um, thanks look, for that. Your voice is, you know, sometimes you might feel like the club isn't hearing it, but we do. You know, we love when you guys are here talking about the way you're feeling about we the know club. We know people from the club the watch, watch the show and sure, they read the course. comments. Sure, of course. So your but, comments are being but, read for but sure. But look, it's uh, <laughs> it's nice to see that the community can come together and, and, and talk together through through times both good and bad. Um, become a DNVR diehard member at the DNVR.com. Participate in our Black Friday sale, baby, next week, Friday. Get some awesome, originally designed Denver sports gear at the DNVRlocker.com. More important than all of that, even when we hate the coaching hire. Whoever the coach is. Up those <laughs> pits. <laughs> we all city like the mayor. 